Shalom Avracha, welcome everyone, Bez Hashem. We continue with Tehillim Life Lessons, Shir number 43, L'Natseach, David. We are learning Mizmar Chav Beis. And I just want to share with you, before we begin the actual Shir, the Tremendous Siyat of the Shemaya. There's a Shir number 43. Today is Yud Gimel Adar, Tav Shin Pei Gimel. Today is Tainus Esther. And in fact... The Svarim bring down that this specific Perik of Tehillim, Chav Beis 22, should be recited on Tainus Esther. And this is what we're up to right now. I didn't orchestrate it. HaKadosh Baruch Hu orchestrated this. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who is orchestrating everything, also put this Kapit of Tehillim that we're up to right now, and it fell out specifically on Tainus Esther, which should be recited on Tainus Esther, as well as on Purim. That's how we start. The question is, if you look at the first beginning of the words, normally we begin, Here we begin, What's Ayeles HaShachar? That's question number one. Question number two, what's the history, just basics, what's the history behind this Perik of Tehillim, this Mizmar? Number three, Keili Keili, if look at Pasuk Beis, Keili Keili, referring to Hashem's name, that's why we don't say it. Aleph Lamed Yud is Hashem's name. Kel is a reference to Akash Baruch Hu. Hashem is the Melech, Chazak. Loma Azavtani. The Pasuk says, Why did you forsake me? You're far away from my salvation. What is going on over here? What is this referred to? Step number one. To answer these questions, David Melech wrote Kapitel Chav Beis. Mizmar 22 as a chapter that we, Klai Yisrael, should turn to when we find ourselves in the situation of Tsarus. In fact, it's written in a singular term, Keili Keili Lomo Azavtani, not Azavtanu, because when we are Be'achdus together, that's when we will get out of this Golis. So David Melech writes this for what Klayasel are in ta- a case of Tsarus, the Golus, and he says, turn to Chav Beis. And in fact, some 500 or so years later, Esther says the Gemara Megillah turns to Kapitul Chav Beis when she is fasting for three days and she is about to enter into Ahashveir's chamber. And she recites these words. And as she's getting closer, she feels that the Shekhinah is leaving her. And this is the last and worst time that she would want the Shekhinah to leave her. She needs Hashem's help if any time. Now is the time. And she says, Kaylee, Kaylee! Hashem, Hashem, my God! Why are you forsaking me? Why are you leaving me now? It's far, the salvation feels far from me. She felt HaKosh Baruch Hu leave her. And the Gemara explains, because she passed by Avoid the Zara on the way to Ahasuerus' chamber. 
and the Shekhinah departed from her. And that's why she recited the words, Keli, Keli, Loma Azavtani. Well, let's go back first to Pasuk Aleph. What is Ayala Seshachar? Before I should explain that Ayala Seshachar is an instrument, it's a musical instrument which was used to accompany the words of this Mizmar, of this song. Others explain it's the morning star. And we know that before the day begins, when all of the other stars are all away, it is the darkest moment of the day. Right before the day begins, it is the darkest moment of the day. And that's what we're saying over here as the Me'iri combines these two Pshatim together. And the Me'iri says that it was specifically this melodious instrument that was used to accompany the words of this Mizmar. Because first, when you start playing, it has a subtle low sound. Then slowly, the sound gets stronger and the volume gets stronger. Just like the light of the early Ayele Sashacha, the early dawn, rises slowly until it reaches its climax when the sun appears and the powerful ball of the sun is there and is visible. So too, it's times that it's the most darkest in the history of Klai Yisrael that the Yeshua the salvation is right at the corner. And in fact, it was David HaMelech himself, some 500 years earlier, that had a major role in the Yeshua, and the salvation, from Haman, from Achashverosh, the Rishayim. And let's understand, what does that mean? What does David HaMelech have to do with the Yeshua in the time of Mordechai Esther? Wasn't it Mordechai Esther? What does David have to do with this? Let's go back to an incident that took place in David Amel's life. Before that, we repeat out loud, we say out loud a pasuk, a few psukim. One of psukim we say out loud in the Megillah, Ish Yehudi Hoya Beshushan Habiro. And of course, this Ish Yehudi is Mordechai. It's brought down that there's a reference to David HaMelech. Ish Yehudi is David HaMelech. Why David HaMelech? Because David is from Shevet Yehuda. What's Shaykhus? What's the connection? What's the relationship? To David HaMelech and Mordechai and Esther. And the relationship is very, very strong because when David HaMelech was with his 400 men, and Shimi ben Geira was Mekalel, was cursing him out. As we have discussed this numerous times in the past, it was a horrific, embarrassing situation for David Melech. And his men wanted to go kill Shimi ben Geira. And he was the Melech. He had the right to have him been killed, to have Shimi been killed. What did David say? What was David's response? Leave him alone. Hashem Amaloi Kalel. Hashem told him to curse me. 
David HaMelech used his strength. He used his strength and he saw Baruch HaKodesh that there will be a Mordechai and there will be an Esther that can descend from this person Shimi Ben Geira. And in fact, that's exactly what happened. David HaMelech left him alive and then Generations later, there was a Mordechai and Esther that came out from Shimi ben Gera. So in fact, David HaMelech deserves a tremendous amount of credit for the fact that he did not kill Shimi ben Gera. What is this teaching us? Let's apply this life lesson as we call the Shia to healing life lessons. David HaMelech is once again teaching us When we have a situation that we're faced with, somebody embarrasses us, somebody is treating us in a way we don't appreciate, let's remind ourselves of David HaMelech. David HaMelech held himself back. And because of this, Mordechai and Esther were there generations later to save Klai Yisrael. It's your do it's well known that if a person is embarrassed and he holds himself back from responding, it is a tremendous shast filo. In Shemayim, they welcome his tefillahs if a person is able to hold himself back at a time when he's being ridiculed, when he's being attacked. And in fact, we turn to now because Esther is evoking the words of David HaMelech Keili Keili Loma Azavtani why did you forsake me and we asked the question what is this referred to and we said when Esther was walking away to Achashverosh as she was passing through the chamber there was Avodizara and the Shekhinah is not going to be in the place where the Avodizara is and the Shekhinah departed and that's when Esther said, Kaylee, Kaylee, Loma Azavtani. I want to share with you something that I saw recently for the first time in my life. Twice within the same week. Once from Avram Shore. And then a few days later, I was learning with my boys. I saw it brought down again. And I said, Look at this Ashkacha Pratis. I'm up to Kapitul Chav Beis. And of course, Baruch was sending me this beautiful piece to share with you now. We start with the Medrash. And the Medrash relates that Esther asked, What did Klayasel do so bad? What did they do so wrong? That they deserved a decree of death. This is the question Esther asked. Answers the Medrash. And the answer that was given to her is because Klaiso became Memchov, Mach. Crushed 
and Reish Shin, Rush, poor. Miyad Pascha says the Medrash Esther of Amra, Keli, Keli, Loma Zavtani. Immediately, Esther opens up her mouth and says, Keli, Keli, Loma Zavtani. And of course, we need an explanation. What does this Medrash mean? And for that explanation, we turn to Rav Shimon, Rav Shimshin from Astropolio. Hashem Yinkam Domoy. He lived in the generation, the time period of the Pnei Yeshua. He was killed during the Crusades, during the Tachletat massacres of Chilmilki Yimach Shemoy, wearing his talus and filling. And he tells us a very deep concept. And he says that every Malach, in order to get its existence, its chius, its life source, it has to have from the Shemois of Hashem. For example, you have Malach Gavriel, it has an Aleph Lamed at the end. Malach Rifal has an Aleph Lamed at the end. Malach Michoel has an Aleph Lamed at the end as well. Because there has to be a Kel, there has to be Hashem in the picture of the Malach. In order for the Malach to have its existence, its Chius. But if the Aleph Lamed is removed, then it becomes like it's dead. It doesn't have any tenuah, it doesn't have any movements, it doesn't have any power. And this is what Rav Shimshin from Astapolio explains, how he explains the Medrash. Esther asked the question, what did Klai Yisrael do? What did Klai Yisrael do so wrong that they deserved destruction? And the Medrash responds because they became Mach Virosh. Mach, Memchaf are the letters that remain from the word Michael, the Malach Michael. If you take out the words Aleph, Lamed, Yud, from the word Michael, you have the letters Memchaf. The Malach Michael is the Malach that protects Klai Yisrael. Furthermore, if you take out the letters of Hashem's name of Aleph, Lamed, Yud, Aleph, Lamed, Yud, once again, from the word Yisrael, you have the word Reish, Shin, Rosh, Por. And these are the letters, Aleph, Lamed, Yud, of Keli, Keli. Esther Malko is crying out, Hashem, why did you forsake us? Keli, Keli, Loma Zavtoni, Aleph Lamed Yud, the Shem Hashem from the Malach Michoel, the Shem Hashem from the Malach Yisrael, from, from the Shem Yisrael, which represents Klau Yisrael. But through her Tfilos, through her Tfilos, the letters Aleph Lamed Yud came back, both to Michoel and both to Yisrael. And ex- explains of Shimshin that it's because of our Averus that the Aleph Lamed Yud left in the first place. The Keli Keli, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence left because of our Averus. And this point that I'm about to share with you now is so extremely important for Purim to understand Purim and to understand life as a Yid. And let's first start 
with a Gemara in Yuma Daflamid Chesmet Beis on the top of the Amud. Ein Adam Nagei B'Muchan Nechavera Afila Kemalei Nima. We mentioned this in the past. No one can take away anything that you are deserving. Afila Kemalei Nima, even a hair's breadth. If Hashem says you're going to get it, you're going to get it. Many times in life, not just many times, throughout our days of life, we have nisyoinus, we have challenges dealing with people. And this one does that wrong, and this one does this wrong to us. And it builds this animosity to the person. And it's a very slippery slope. And if that person did something wrong to us, they did something wrong. They have a chirachavshis, and Hashem will deal with them. And they have to do tshuva. But we have to realize that everything that happens is because of our actions. Are we doing the mitzvahs properly to HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Are we serving Hashem properly? The Gemara asks the question, what did Klai Yisrael do wrong? And the Gemara answers, they went to the Sud of Achashverosh when they were told not to. And even before that, around 67 years earlier, they bowed down to the Avoid Zorah the idol in the days of Nebuchadnezzar. So we see the Erech HaPayim, the patience Hashem had for us to do tshuva, but we didn't. In fact, we angered Hashem even more. And we went to the Sud of Achashverosh and we behaved in a way which is very immoral. And that's the Pshat Keli Keli Loma Zavtani. But Esther, through her tefillah, he brought, she brought the Shekhinah back to Klai Yisrael. Keli Keli Loma Zavtani. And that's why David HaMelech said, when you find yourself in the case of Tzorus, in the situation of Tzorus, turn to Kapitol Chavbeis. And that's why it's your dua, the power of Tfilah, as the Rizal says, that Purim is even to some degree greater than Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur is a Yom Kit Purim, is a day like Purim. So we turn as we had said that refers to this morning star as well as the musical instrument because when things are very dark and gloomy whether it's in a personal situation in a person's life he should never give up hope and in fact that is specifically why Esther Amalka was chosen to be the savior of Klai Yisrael she was an orphan her father died before she was born and her mother died at childbirth. She grew up without her parents. It was in the darkest situations. Mordechai raised her and then she was taken to the palace of the Rasha Achashverosh. And in fact, he was a Rasha as the second Rashi in the Megillah says, he is a Rasha from the beginning of the story to the end of the story, he remained a Rasha. Let's not forget that. It wasn't just Haman who was the Russia. And here you have Esther, the last person you would think would have the ability to save Klai Yisrael, a Yisayma from her mother, from her father, taken to the palace, abducted. And that's where the Yeshua comes from, through her. And the message is for each and every one of us to look at the Purim story. Look at what happened over here. And in each and every one of us, let's turn to Kapitol Chavbeis. Keili, Keili, Loma Azavtani, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, come back. Because our Siyat Nishmaya only helps, only happens, our salvation only happens. 
when we come back to Hashem, when we do our tshuva, and if someone does something wrong to us, we have to remember that HaKadosh Baruch was sending us a message that we have to improve on something. And that's why there's an answer to take revenge. You can't take revenge on someone because HaKadosh Baruch was saying, I'm pulling the strings. And if we take revenge, we're saying Hashem Chasashom is not in charge. Now once again, that person, if he did something wrong, that's between him and the Kodesh Baruch Hu, and it's between him and you, he has to ask Mechil, he has to ask forgiveness from you. But these are the lessons we're being taught over here from the Purim story. So just to review some major points over here, as we said already by Yelis HaShachar, that when things sometimes look the, the darkest for Klai Yisrael or for the darkest for an individual, there's always hope. Never give up. Dive into Hashem. Turn to Hashem. Kaili, Kaili, and bring the Shekhinah back to you. Ish Yehudi, we said, is the reverence to David Amelech and his chus from holding himself back, from having Shimi ben Gera killed, Mordechai and Esther were born generations later who came to save Klai Yisrael. Let's hold ourselves back. Let's muster up the strength, the siyad Shmayot. And not to say something. And use that opportunity as a tefillah to daven to Hashem for what we need. And Kaili Kaili, as we said, is the reference to Michael and Yisrael. Because of the Averis, we became mach, we became crushed, we became rush, reish shin. But there's another way. If we do the tshuva, we bring back the Kaili, we bring HaKadosh Baruch Hu back into the picture. And then we become not a Reish Shin, but a Sin Reish, a Sar. A Sar. We have Yisrael. Yisrael, we have Kaili in the Yisrael. And we become a powerful ruler. In conclusion, the Svasemis says, as well as of Yisrael Isaac Hover, very important, Yisrael, that Klai Yisrael, the Jewish people, have no connection to Teva. Api Teva, according to nature, we should not be here anymore. But we are Yisrael. We are Yisrael. We are the Sar Keli. We connect to Akadish Baruch Hu. And because we are connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we are living Lemailam Neteva, which is called Nes, Apiderech Nes. And this is the beautiful message of Purim. The message is, never give up hope. Hashem loves us all the time, no matter what we might have done. And Hashem says, come back to me. As Esther said, Kaili, Kaili, let us all evoke this power that we have inside of us. Kaili, Kaili, Loma Azaftoni, let us bring Hashem back into our lives, strengthen that relationship. And we should just, like we saw the Yeshua in the times of Purim, we should be zeichet to see the Yeshua, Meherab Yameinu, the ultimate Yeshua, with Meshach Tzidkeinu, Meherab Yameinu. Amen. Wishing everyone a Freilich in Purim.